Hello everybody, this is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Hello everybody, welcome back. Another week of trading, another week of my updates on my sample portfolio. Well, looking back, just another dull week, but for some it has been a quite a fascinating week because the market uh, recovered, especially on Monday, and it was down quite a lot um, in the uh, future market on uh, the US Dow Jones, and then it recovered about like 153 points. It was quite recovering. Tuesday was continuing. I mean, the, the downturn basically continued from Friday. I mean, some chit-chat and uh, rumors and stuff in, on uh, um, um, new stock exchanges and things and, and Donald Trump's and China, uh, we're all playing a part. Um, then, uh, of course, they were meeting, the Chi Chinese and the U.S. Uh, authority was meeting up last week and so forth, and then, and then uh, also the who has afterwards as well. Um, but um, somehow the, the strength is in the market, and basically um, the... The U.S. stock it basically just continued to move up, so I just wonder who is actually pushing up. But it was quite a remarkable move on Monday, up 153 uh, points. But then on Wednesday, uh, it sort of tanked, and uh, Thursday we covered a bit, and Friday again tanked. I mean, overall, it's like, I mean, one step forward, two step back, and uh, this is basically what I've said before. June is going to be a volatile week, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Mainly my, my previous uh, assumption basically is uh, from, from trend falling point of view, I see the, the, race or, uh, the, the rate of change of the market recovery recently from the past six to eight weeks has sort of slowing quite a bit. Uh, but NASDAQ seems to continue moving up, <coughs> but everything else seems to just uh, going a bit of sideways. And of course, we have, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, U.S. is trying to sell, I think, three trillion worth of bonds and stuff. And uh, from past market experience, it, whenever U.S. want to sell loads of um, iron use to the stock market, uh, to people, the bond market in, in general, it just try to scare people with something. Something always happened. I don't know if it's manipulated or not. And based on our assumption to say, history repeat itself, and um, I'm not really trustworthy with the, to trusting the the uh, market in in June and also people start um, to coming out from from the woodwork so to speak you know lease down slow um, um, lockdown slowly easing people uh, coming back out from the various countries and you have the demonstration of George Floyd and, and stuff around the world and <coughs> and the mix is basically I just worry about you know coronavirus ways is ugly head people getting to know you know uh, the economy recovery is not as you know as uh, what the stock market is saying the stock market basically suddenly get more notice of you know the type of recovery people may be seeing in the real world and uh, also um, the, the big you know I own you bond sales in the market and also people start to uh, in coming to July now it's gonna be in a um, reporting season coming out soon about you know the second half of, of 2020 and how things might be you know nice rosy or or the death of recovery not as great as some people might hope for and um, so all this gone into a mix but mean, mainly to me basically is the the bond market that uh, I'm expecting a big sell off and then obviously you have the um, 
um, Hong Kong uh, security law being passed by China or going to be passed in debate around it. And the U.S. have a secret meeting and stuff. Uh, it just it just all feel the mix is like quite funny uh, in a way that the market slowing down and also other things are coming into play from different areas. And uh, the stock market is slowly uh, but surely it's a little bit of tanking. But it didn't tank as much as I was expecting. I was expecting quite a lot of movement, but maybe you know the U.S. Fed coming is is playing, you know, helping it out, and um, things might be moving out slowly. But for for overall the coronavirus in the world is definitely scary. I mean, American uh, coronavirus cases, I mean, yes, there are more detection, but also people are not really wearing masks and there's just a lot more people coming out from lockdown and stuff. So the increase of the virus being detected and number of people going to hospital. Some states have gone down in New York City, other state, Florida and stuff and California has all gone up. So a uh, bit, a bit worrying. Uh, Northern America, Brazil in particular, is getting worrying. Uh, as well, so um, we just have to wait and see what will basically happen. And the other news is Apple uh, is basically saying I'm not going to use uh, um, Intel chip for these MacBooks and stuff, and just going to use ARM-based chip. So that sort of you know push up the Apple price a bit as well, which helps on Monday of the uh, Don Jones recovery. But but overall, I just feel that there's a lot of um, what good news mixed with bad news, and I over personally myself just feel the bad news not being accounted for yet um, so there's a lot more rooms for maneuver I'm sure uh, the market's going to show its hands and stock trend foreign just going to follow the stock market and then basically follow it, follow it through but overall for me anyway it's more like a you know quite a quiet week I'm yes I was expecting some downturn I was expecting a lot more but probably because it's near the end of June anyway I was expecting June a big move but only seems to happen downwards at the end of the month but you know trend forming trend forming we don't know when the move is going to happen we just follow what I expect or what I have my biases nothing to do with actually what's happening in the market and I'm basically mathematical base rule base and I just wait and see what the market give me but uh, I was expecting a bit more but obviously the market didn't want to give but I think the whole thing let's see let's see how, how things goes also with uh, this month basically for a couple of weeks ago I started reviewing my trade in the last six months and uh, I just want to share some of the you know the, the, the little findings basically I was just looking at um, the overall uh, March to uh, June now more or less and we sort of uh, talk a bit about last time of you know how the market you know, gone down to tank tanked uh, when the coronavirus hit Europe and US and uh, <coughs> the stock market gone down quite badly in March you know um, February March time and then this uh, basically last three months basically is one word recovery the recovery is quite surprising uh, you know, the uh, Fed and equivalents around the world has been pumping money into the market and uh, helping com- companies from each of the individual countries to keep people uh, on the payroll and so forth. And uh, a lot of stimulus coming out and helping. So there's quite quite a bit of activities going on, but, you know, um, the the details, the devil's in the details, but we haven't seen much of the, you know, how to roll out things yet, but the stock market definitely recovered. And uh, a lot of people, I'm not sure if you actually um, uh, tracking the market or not. Personally, I think um, the down market was great. Uh, we was just making money for trend following anyway, very quickly. And up market is also great as well. So for the last, basically last three months, um, if you're including February, last four months or so, from February to June, if you missed this big trade, 
um, I don't know what what might happen to your portfolio. Probably not make much money. The downward trend was scary. It was really quick and fast and furious. Thousands of points coming down very very quickly. And if you're not uh, used to trade trading volatile market and uh, have tools and skills to actually take advantage of the down market, you probably get burned quite badly. But that that's being said, if you only a, a bull market person, <coughs> if you still have bullets left, money left in that sense. And you came back in end of March, early April, and just like we, uh, what I reflect in my sample portfolio past couple of weeks, it recovered quite quite well. But it took a bit longer, rather than three weeks or so from the March end of end of um, from from around mid early Feb to to end of March, for about three to four weeks for the market to tank like from down Jones like down almost 10,000 points and now we more or less back up only lost a 10% or 5% or so so uh, which just happened the last six weeks or so so the amount of time it took is double of the time the down Jones take to to plunge and um, but the recovery is quite remarkable given the actual economy is still tanked lots of people is unemployed but markets being markets always forward thinking and recover surprisingly well and um so if if you have cashed that upward trend, your losses, if you have suffered uh, during the March uh, downturn, you have recovered quite a bit. And significantly, it's been talked about quite a lot in the media, you know, the, the, the um, technology share seems to have recovered mostly. For example, like PayPal and eBay, Square, Snap, those kind of things gone up uh, clearly a lot. Nasdaq as well has gone up, gone up back a lot as well. So if you've been tracking those, you probably have got your money back. And this basically is really a trader market for the last three months or so. A lot of shares and um, forex and indices gone down the pans, and uh, and there's quite a bit of then ups and downs going on as well. And then if you have actually you know caught some of that, then you definitely make some money this year. But what's surprising though is that you know the technology seems to have technology related shares have gone gone back up. Um, the index indices around the world seems to recover quite well, except in Europe. Um, Hong Kong is not doing that particularly well, but uh, Nikkei in uh, Japan is doing did the recovery really really well. Um, just very much reflecting what uh, Nasdaq is doing. And um, lately, also the the forex. The other surprising things happening was uh, the Aussie dollar against U.S. dollar. It tanked um, basically um, the large movement downwards and then moved back upwards as well during the March and then coming back up. Last couple of months have been remarkable. Now I think I mean I mean because U.S. dollars is basically uh, I personally feel is tanking, but it seems to still heavy strength and the uh, US dollar against um, sorry the Australian dollar against US dollar is uh, gone sideways a bit but it, it was one of the quite a good you know uh, major winning area if you're actually uh, doing trend following with uh, on forex in this particular pair is, is really really well um, what the other things though is uh, of course this last three months is um, the quid oil I, I talked about and moaned about on my couple of my podcasts is like this how manipulated it was. I mean, we've seen geopolitics coming to play, Saudi Arabia and uh, Russia having a spat, and indirectly it's hurting America. And then, for so some reason, the CME changes rule and then allowed um, the WTI to you know, trade in a negative way. 
uh, basically like below zero, and it gone down to like minus thirty seven. Uh, and basically, some people were talking in March, April time the the WTI might gone down to minus one hundred or something. But then you see the market recovered, and it's gone back up to like forty max now. So it basically, as far as I'm concerned, is this this um, quarter instead of just a rapid U-turn of the um, shares and indices and stuff. The other thing is how manipulated people can be, um, even though, you know, WTI, C CME is supposed to be, you know, the regulator, the one who's the market maker selling the oil. And it, it can just change its, its basically rules and how the game is played uh, quite quietly, slowly, and then let some people um, manipulate in the market and make loads of money of it. At the end of the day, a lot of retail investors got killed through ETF who were buying oil, saying oil has gone down so much, you know, like below $10 or something. How low can it get? And uh, it actually went down to below 37 US dollars per barrel. And then all these scares about there's not enough capacity to store all this stuff. Well, all these seems have gone away after March, April time. And then nobody's talking about it. I'm sure a lot of companies still pumping, probably much reduced, but, you know, the world economy is slowly recovery, recovering, but you know, not enough to take you know, um, all this output yet. I think you know there's a lot of yes uh, um, cuts from Saudi Arabia, Russia, and around the world that kind of thing. But um, and so is America. But I I clearly feel that the market is you know there's definitely some space still available to store things. Um, the strongest one survived, the weakest one got killed, and in the process, uh, it's also been helped by the market manipulation as far as I'm concerned, to, because the CME changed the game, basically. I mean, I, I've talked about it before, I mean, to change any software to allow certain you know things that, you know to, to be done, you need to plan it. Uh, the software might be flexible enough to allow it to go negative, but at least you need to test it and roll things out, do changes. And then, you know, and suddenly when they announce it, it's more like internal announcing to s this market maker and allow people to, you know, the market maker to c make the price to negative. And a lot of big boys somehow got win about it. And then, you know, cost quite a bit, you know, downward trend moving down. I'm sure a lot of people make loads of money. I mean, the media came on saying loads of people lost loads of money, okay, on this the WTI when they go on down to minus 37. Um, but people not to think who is on the other side of the trade. This is a contract, right? So somebody must have making some money. Oh, it's very quiet on the on the market. And nobody tell say much about who have make all this money on the other hand. They actually says a lot about retail investors through ETF tanked, uh, lost loads of money. Some of it also in nature as well. It's quite um, in a way eye opener that you know right in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of uh, you know a, a stock market shock, uh, when there is opportunity to make money, uh, the big bears just you know uh, got hel a helping hand from by the regulator and pushed the market down in the WTI, and, um, and now we all just see it recover. I mean, the world in general hasn't really recovered, isn't it? Economy-wise, people are start coming out. Yeah, you start using some oil, but all this you know there was oversupply, the loss of storage, uh, being used up to store those oil. You know, it would take some time to actually start using those oil, shifting those oil around. And then suddenly, you know, over a couple of months, the market seems to forget about all the WTI issue. And then the, the oil has gone back up to like $40 and come back down to about 35 38 area. And nobody talking about storage issue. I mean, all these tankers, I was uh, going out by Florida, those kind of things, by the Gulf uh, uh, area uh, in the US, you know, all these were 
packing outside by by the refinery areas. Uh, um, why why the why the media didn't go you know take another look and look at it, see if it's still there, that kind of stuff. Uh, it just just feel to me just all this is uh, wrong, is manipulating, and I suppose people is more concentrating now the media wise about coronavirus, about um, Donald Trump getting reelected, kind of things, or or trying to get reelected, and how you know um, unfortunately how George Floyd got killed and the uh, black Black Lives Matter movements kind of things, but it it's sort of all down to you know overall all this stuff is like. We see clearly the market is very volatile. It can be get hit by black swan event. I mean, coronavirus initially, a lot of Western countries just think it's more like Asian problems, Chinese problem, whatever, and it spread around the world. See, it show how weak the medical, I mean, establishment are in the Western world. I mean, in in the East, people always think the Western countries must have is believed to have better medical equipments, medical staff, medical strategy, and to cope with big pandemic and issues, you know, virus problems. But it all turned out to be, a, unfortunately, uh, I'll just use the word a joke, and basically uh, it's not really prepared. You know, They probably may be prepared for um, terrorist attack, dirty bombs kind of thing, chemical warfare kind of stuff, but not prepared for actual virus. Man make or not, I don't know, but let's say let's assume it's just natural occurring. It just couldn't handle it. So uh to basically blame China or blame Asia in general from the West and then you know gang up on China counting by the West, it's like uh, I think the the West also have to take most of the blame themselves by, you know, being slow picking things up and slow protecting themselves, slower quarantining. And do they have to follow the Chinese model? That's another question. You don't have to lock down, do they? Is there some other way you can do that? That does well question of and also um um like Donald Trump can say, Oh, it's only a small number of people get infected, it all goes magically gone away. It didn't gone away, it's still here. And it's basically uh around here in UK as well and it's affecting most people around the world. About nine million cases now around the world being detected, and uh, what hundred, two hundred thousand people died already, or some something around the world, uh, or probably a lot more than that. I'm not quite sure exact figure. And it's like it's looks like coronavirus he's to save another I don't know three months, maybe six months, another year or so. I don't know. But how does that could affect the general market? I don't know. But just looking at the recovery for the last three months has been amazing. And also market manipulations casually coming out. That's surprising is with all this tanking, gold hasn't moved off much either. I would have thought it would have uh, okay, at the early start of the year, it moved from 1500 to around 1700 because America sent a you know, couple of rockets to Iran, uh, and Iraq, and, and Iraq basically, and just killed some people and some general and stuff, and, all, and also in Iran, retiree and so forth. But uh, our thought the pandemic will have you know, caused lots of people gone into um, the, the gold as well, safe haven. Um, but it didn't move up that much. It, I mean, at this point in time last week or so we've gone up to like um just out just outside 1800 and it come back down now to about 1750 but we expect that to you know go through the roof that kind of thing but it didn't during the last three months it moved up yes definitely but the amount of movement is quite slow and low as well given that you know down to us went down 10,000 points 30 percent 34 35 percent and what 
the the gold moved up from fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred or so, three hundred pounds, three hundred, three dollars or so, thirty dollars and some, or three hundred dollars and so. It's not a lot in general, so it's quite a bit uh, surprising on, on that front. But overall, this this V-shaped recovery now for me anyway for this come coming, I mean the, this Ju- July coming out now, we reporting season coming through. Basically, you want to see you know how how this all things go plan out. But as for my uh, just initial review or looking back, basically the last three months has been uh, profitable for me. But it's also sign of one thing: if I miss one trade. If I really missed it, I would have missed this whole movement. But that's also standard to say something else as well. If the market is moving and you have missed your signal by a couple of days, maybe a week, the market is still moving in the favor. Just get in first. Get in with a small little bit and go in and trade. And in the direction of the, of, of the, of the market, of your, your signal saying, let's say go buy during the recovery, buy. And rather than second guess and say, I'm too late, too slow now kind of thing. If your system... Um, giving your signal about a week ago, and then you missed it because whatever you know happening, life happens, things happen, and you missed it. Doesn't mean that you cannot participate. You probably missed the best buying in opportunities, but a true recovery. You also see, you know, uh, talk about eight weeks or so for this phase recovery for the last three months. And if you have only missed a week, was well, about three, four days or a week. It doesn't really matter. And uh, you can still benefit from a lot of it, just like what I said, like going to bath, you try a little bit first, put a bit of money into the market, see if the, let's say Apple, for example, did actually go up, it's recovering, could put a bit more, put a bit more, rather than one big lump sum, and you have able to take part in the recovery and probably, you know, save yourself some money. So whatever you lost during the March downturn, you probably recover a bit. But that's providing another another thing about about trading as well is you must have money left on the, on the side you must have money to come in to actually you know to to make the trade so if you got tank you got you know all in more or less during in in, in february and suddenly got tanked because the, the market gone gone down a lot and got killed and you have no money to come out to actually take over to take on the recovery to to help you recover some of the the losses you know it's quite painful but that's also a part of the the trading as well it shows you that you know you don't put a basket in everything or it, or in just apple and then suddenly got got tanked and got killed and got no money to participate in the market you always have to you know manage your risk the risk is there and also uh for me anyway the market go up and down both you know bull market as well bear market they're trending either way you can make money eat, eat both ways and that's the big big call out as well during the last three months and the recovery of course seems to take I me mean, double the time what and how long how much it takes uh, three weeks or the down jones to, to to punch ten thousand pounds or so, you know, and um, so that does also tell them. So and then the other thing I which I just talk about is market manipulation. Doesn't matter when the market, uh, where when when it is, uh, manipulation is always there. This basically if you get caught or not, you know. All these regulator, you know, why nobody's in the U.S. looking at the CME and say, look, you suddenly changed the game without general notice to, you know, sending things out to everybody so people know you can go, you know. Trading WTI can go negative as well, uh, you know. Uh, nobody, no regulator in U.S. government is actually looking into it. Why the Fed's not looking into it? Why the government not looking into it? 
and now there is all these questions about trade, and nobody's talk much about those kind of thing. So uh, it's it basically is all quite stand out, and this is just a general taste of the type of things I sort of look through. In general, when I have uh, review, I review all my trades and look at the the shape of those recoveries and how much I can actually I did make or did not make, what mistakes have I have I have I missed. Because a lot of times like, I'm suffering just like anybody else as well initially when the downturn happens. My my trading system system and signals all seem going up. And suddenly, there's big downturn. The big downturn was huge. It was you know thousands upon at a time, and um and also some of the recovery you know little bear uh, dead cap bounce was huge as well. But my system you know wasn't giving a signal. I just continue to suffer. But instead of just you know buy long only, I also change over and then you know, short the market and recover some more. And then the other thing, obviously, is you know when the recovery happened, I've got money on the side to actually take that recovery and make money that way. So initially, the downturn and first quarter, I was a bit hurt, but then uh, the recovery for the last three months recovered everything and uh, gave me some more, a lot more money as well. So it was it was quite quite good. So when the market gone down, I make some money, and uh, when the market's going back up, we can also make money as well. So so basically, it shows the power of trend following. And I'm still waiting. Some of my my trend signals, uh, obviously, I uh, said like, last couple of weeks, in my sample update, um, it's been changing sign. I'm start selling that sort of stuff. But you know, some are still going up. Like for example, um, I mean, uh, PayPal. You know, it's still continue going up. eBay is still going up. Still going up strong. You know, those kind of things. It happens, and um, basically, it shows that you know, stick with your. Your system is important, but to remember, market can turn upside down very quickly in a matter of days and weeks, and then your whole trading world might be upside down. And you really need to follow your system, and your system has to be flexible enough to turn when the market turn, and you have to flexible enough to to take the market signal to basically change side as well. Don't marry your position. Basically, when the market is gone. To a different direction, your system, whatever your plan, whatever your rules are, have uh, also followed that uh, trend change, and then your your system say go the other opposite direction, like get out of market. You have to follow. Don't don't marry your position. Otherwise, like like the bear jump out the window, you know it it can go down really really quickly, quite significantly, and all you do is hold. You know, you're holding on, buy and hold. It really hurts. So this this kind of funny stuff about. Unfortunately for pension funds, they have to hold in the market. They can just shift around, but then they still in the market. It hurt them a lot, and then they somehow, you know, some of them actually gone into uh, crude oil through uh, uh, ETF and got killed as well. It's fine and fair, but if they have got no money left, how can they recover um, and join the recovery the last four week, uh, four or uh, eight weeks or so, six to eight weeks, um, the, and take advantage of the of the big market recovery ship and then makes some of their losses back. So all this is quite interesting and are good lessons to learn for the last three months. And looking forward, I have no idea what's how it's going to happen next three months. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, reporting season comes in, people coming up from lockdown and people will start, you know, getting recall back to their company to do work, but with they like full employment, I doubt it. And even if shops are open, if people will be confident enough to go to shops. Uh, Americans being very brave, but what about the rest of the world and uh, uh, other trading partners? They, some of them are still suffering big time. And uh, how the economy is going to happen. And also, um, 
I mean, we got issues now. I mean, with um, food being wasted. Um, uh, Lucas, Lucas is as happening in uh, in the Middle East and it's gone to uh, India as well. I last heard, and it's quite bad. It's affecting you know quite a bit of area. Uh, during a downturn, um, the, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next three months or six months. It could be very volatile, but looking forward, I mean, that is um, type of things for, I don't know, people with fortune telling. I'm just basically looking at the fundamentals, but um, the market will actually hear all these fundamentals, which is to me is grey rhinos just standing there, pointing and staring at the market, stare, staring at the stock market and general consensus, is, you know, as if, in the stock market, everybody seems to be ignoring those. Now, I think reality might be coming out, and basically, uh, we'll just have to see what happened in uh, July when the reporting season starts, and if actually, whatever people expect, was it was it as bad or was it not as bad, and and all kind of things. And of course, um, the blame games of you know where the fires come from, Chinese China versus U.S. kind of thing, and then U.S. try to gang of other people to you know to get money out of, squeeze money out of China and Huawei's issues and all sorts of stuff and uh, Canada and Australia sort of st- gone in the middle, you know, that kind of thing uh, in the middle of the fight as well. So it's, it's um, going to be quite difficult for next year, um, sorry, the next six months uh, and three three months anyway to basically see how things are. So I basically, that's just my little um, um review uh, i will do a lot more more details of a review on different sectors probably later on uh, next week with a separate podcast on his own so um anyway that that's my two cents worth for a little bit of a taste of my uh, review uh, next will be my update of my portfolio okay so first of the bat is apple obviously as usual and um the short term exchange to buy from sell last week uh, simply because the update from last Monday, basically they say, uh, um, basically, uh, Cooks are saying they're going to use uh, um, ARM chips than the MacBooks done in the using the Intel chip. So that seems to, uh, and uh, among other things, that seems to give a good signal to the market, and the market like it, and uh, it just moved up. So uh, that is the basically changes. Medium to long term for Apple is still a buy. Amazon's continue from last week, medium, short term, and long terms are all a buy. Australian dollar, I guess, US dollar, is still a buy, short term, medium term, long term is a buy, but it looks like it's hovering. Now, this is something that um, I'm not quite sure what, how we play out. We've already done a lot of recovery lately, and I think uh, if the uh, US dollar is going to weaken some more, I think the, uh, the Australian dollar is going to increase as well. But how does that go to do with the economy and, uh, you know, recovery with the coronavirus spat between Australia and China? And also last year, more or less, I mean, nobody talked about it at the moment. It's still, you know, loads of places got burned out. The large fire last year and then how that recovery could take place could take some time. So basically for me, I just got to watch Australian dollar against US dollar this pair. You know, could could be quite quite useful to look at. Next is uh, Brent crude oil. Uh, short term is a buy, medium term is a buy, long term is neutral. So overall, it's recovering and still continuing. Um, crude oil short term is a buy, medium long term is neutral now uh, as well. So similar to last week, basically. Dax 
short term is a sell, same as last couple of weeks. Medium term is still a buy. Long term now has changed to neutral now as well. So um, basically the last week or so, or basically uh, have slowed down quite a bit. Uh, short term is a sell. And uh, long term is also gone neutral. Medium term using the S2 Turtle System 2 still uh, buy at the moment. 55 days breakout, but we just have to wait and see. Um, down Jones is basically a short term is a sell, medium term is neutral, long term is also neutral. Uh, FUSI 100 in UK, short term is a sell, medium term is a buy, uh, long term is neutral. Gold, um, yep, that's what I've been saying, it uh, has been moved up last uh, week or so, and um, from sell, yeah, last week from sell and this week to buy. Um, because of last big drop in the Dow Jones on uh, Wednesday and uh, Friday, but I'm still expecting a lot more higher. But uh, it did try to go like almost 1800, but it stayed back to 1750 at the moment. So we just have to uh, wait and see what's happening. So short term for gold is a buy, medium term is neutral, long term is still a buy. Next is Hang Seng, uh, short term has changed to buy this week. From last week's sale to this week's buy, medium and long term is still neutral. So it's quite fluctuating in the Hong Kong uh, Hang Seng Index because of the security law and obviously the, the Dow Jones sort of moving down and see how it goes. Um, NASDAQ is still a buy, short term, medium and long term across the board. So still great over there at the moment. But it's uh, trying to break and stay above the 10,000 mark. It's been trying uh, slowly, but it's not doing too well at the moment. Uh, it's gone back below the uh, 10,000. We just have to see how it goes. Next is Nikkei in Japan. Um, this one is still recovering well, um, still doing well. And uh, short term, medium term, long term is still buy. Silver, um, short term is a sell, medium term is neutral, long term is a buy. So it's very much similar to gold, but uh, short-term-wise, seems to have gold seems to be moving. Silver is not, so that's the difference. Uh, U.S. dollar next is U.S. dollar against Chinese yuan. Um, it's short-term is a sell, medium-term is neutral, long-term is a neutral. So basically, uh, the Chinese yuan, yuan is uh, weakening against U.S. dollar. Uh, we we'll see how it goes. Um, next is Japanese yen, uh, U.S. dollar against Japanese yen. Short term is a sale, medium term is neutral, long term is also a sale. So there is a case, a slow case of uh, just like the last couple of weeks or so, people, um, for some reason, Japanese yen became more uh, stronger against US dollar. That also gives a sign that US dollars um, is weakening a bit somewhat. Uh, if you look at separately on the US dollar index on its own, it's around 97.5, 97.8 and come back down again. So we just have to wait and see. It's trying to crop up to 98, 99 area, but the market seems to be not having it. And just have to wait and see. So when the US dollar weakens, the Japanese yen will move up and so is Australian dollar. So we just have to wait and see what happens in the US dollar in the coming weeks and months. Next is Jap uh, British pound against Japanese yen. Uh, sell for short term, medium term, neutral, long term is a sell. British pound against US dollar, sell short term, medium term, neutral, long term is a sell. For, for British pounds, we don't really know what's going to happen. It's just, you know, gone sideways. It's gone below the 200-day moving average and 50-day moving average. That's why the long term uh, signal is a sell. Short term wise, yes, it's uh, below the 280 hours. That's why it's sell from the British pound. So. So a lot of uncertainty going on with the lockdown coming out and uh, 
people were slowly coming back out from lockdown, starting to work. Uh, but just in America, uh, people are not really dis- uh, social distancing properly, especially on the beaches. And uh, you know, Brighton and Bombers and stuff. And there's there's no newspaper and even you know BBC News as well. People were just um, congregating, mask gathering by the beaches, just on the gas, you know, have some fun by the sea. But then uh, social distancing all out of whack. So I don't know how how that will play out in in UK here. So well, maybe repeat similar to what happened to US as well. So just watch out. Um, Bitcoin next is uh, short term is a buy. Medium term is neutral, long term is still buy. Um, again, Bitcoin is struggling, going up and down between the 9,000 and 10,000 mark. So just running up there, uh, not doing much at the moment. Over the weekend, this weekend, they have gone down below the 9,000 mark, but they recover a bit now. So I don't trade the weekend. So we just have to wait and see uh, what happens on the weekdays. But it's still struggling between this 9,000 and 10,000 mark. And this is another surprise, you know, you have thought, you know, gold and Bitcoin during bad market time, you should have gone up. But Bitcoin did, didn't show up, I mean, gold got up a bit, you know, got up uh, from the, I think it went down back to 1700 or something the last couple of weeks and then got back up to 1750, 1760 and try to break above the 1800 marks for gold. But for Bitcoin wise, it's not even doing much, it's just hovering between 9000 and 10,000 is not doing much and uh, people always expect when the market tanks Bitcoin should be as an alternative to to stocks it should go up but um, all this argument about Bitcoin supposed to be you know safe haven and um, similar to gold and other things is just basically there. I think one of the main problems is there's a lot of ETF against it as well and um, it's, it's quite funny in a way we look at when there's ETF to whatever uh, underlying trade and stock, whatever it is, um, the the seems to hold the market down for some reason, and uh, gold was similar, and uh, and um, uh, crude oil, and now Bitcoin as well. So maybe a coincidence, but it's just worth something to worthwhile to look at it because I don't believe in coincidence myself. Last but not least is the iShare Twenty TLT ETF, which basically. Uh, track the uh, bonds market, the twenty years plus market. Um, for the for the last yeah last few days, um, the bond market has basically uh, the yield have gone down. So basically, what I've said is that the market's going down. Uh, in the stock market, all the money go into um, the bond market, and so uh, it's not surprising the the long dated three, five, ten uh, years those bonds have gone. Um, yield have gone down a bit as people pounding in so I just go and see how it goes but at the moment basically for this ETF and TLT ETF short term is a buy long term is a buy medium term is neutral at the moment so we just wait and see so a couple of surprises um, over you know when I'm doing my review and stuff probably more when I speak uh, uh, more will come up when I speak to my um, for the next podcast and then it goes through all the things I've done uh, that oh, I've done last couple of weeks, and um, overall, I see basically is uh, now it's end of uh, June. Uh, I was expecting a lot more volatility and move downwards over the market. It didn't happen. So once again, whatever I think biases I might have, um, the market has grow things something differently. So 
That's why have, we have a system is better and follow that system better. Our human emotion, our human thinking, human biases, even with you know, with PhD on fundamental analysis, the market might do its own thing. Collectively, you know, uh, not doing is reflecting or looking at the uh, fundamentals, even though it's like a great rhino staring at the economy, staring at our faces that with so many people out of work. The market seems to have, you know, shook everything off and gone back up. I mean, for NASDAQ, have making new high. Okay, you might be struggling to keep above 10,000, but don't don't forget you have make new high. You know, during a pandemic when, you know, 40 million people in America is out of work and NASDAQ is continuing moving up. Why? I mean, the down tools recover quite a bit. So is S&P 500. I think still about 10% down from the, from its peak uh, back in uh, mid-February, early February, that kind of stuff. So in in, in a way, it is the recovery quite surprising so far. But what happens next month? Why more people or sorry, more company coming out with their latest report last three months and see how things are. And when um, people start coming out, um, getting back to work, you know, what happened in the next three to six months will be crucial. I personally feel there's a lot more volatility moving up and down. And early in the year, we see a lot of um, unexpected events happen. First, a rocket attack by U.S. to Iran, uh, killing uh, Iraq, killing uh, Iranian, Iranian general. And then we have the coronavirus, and then we have the lockdown. And um, then what What else? I mean, the Lucas things is happening in the background. Nobody talks much about it. And um, the recovery is happening here, apparently, on the on the share market. But it's actually people uh, coming, getting back into old jobs. Yes, you know, it's people still traveling internationally. It's international students and uh, visitors still moving around different countries. Now, uh, we still have the trade war. We've got more spat going on between, you know, who, who is the original um uh, contributor to the virus i personally believe is um a natural event but if you think of his you know conspiracy theory people let's say american is right say it's from china well where the china got this technology from you know um you know you could be even conspiracy you can go further you know that probably some contribution from the western world you know to me is in america I mean, Pompeo actually came out about a month ago to say, yeah, we fund those kind of research around the world. Why? Uh, why human beings are doing, you know, looking look into viruses and combined viruses? And also, why don't they do it in their own, back, own, own place? Back in America, why are they finding other places? When other places, you know, like Philippines or China, uh, and other, you know, maybe India or somewhere else, when, you know, we have much lower um, security standards for, you know, keeping virus in place, you know, health and safety kind of thing. You know, why, why they go do it in China? You know, that that's the whole thing. And the main thing is, you know, America uh, government is saying something. You know, we've got uh, John Bolton's book, you know, in on the surface. Um, the Trump administration is against China, but behind the closed door is doing some, something, you know, some deal behind the scenes asking other, you know, Trump is asking she is to help him to, you know, buy more stuff, agriculture stuff, and help him to we re, uh, get reelected kind of thing. I mean, you, again, conspiracy theory. You believe that books or not? It's up to you. But you know, uh, it's a lot of things on the surface. You might see things one way. Donald Trump may you know yell out and blah blah blah, blasting China. But behind the scene, he might be doing some deals to help him one way or another. So it's a lot of things going on. So um, basically, just you know, you never know <laughs> what's actually happening. So stick with your system. 
will stick with the end date price and you know the system will uh, see you through there will be volatilities there'll be some losses but if you choose to your system stick with it uh, over long term uh, you will make money i mean sometimes you may not make money in a couple of months or maybe even a year or you may have a down a couple of down years but you have to look at five years three years point of view you definitely make money i mean the trend following system is is free it's out there so a lot of different variations and flavors and if you basically stick with it i'm, I'm sure if you take a long-term view it definitely works and make money uh, but uh trend following is a long-term thing so we just have to wait and see what the market does and then how we capture those money remember don't push the market don't try to predict trend following is a reactive basically we wait for the market to show its hands and then we do things very much similar to poker you have a lot of psychology warfare going behind the scene behind those glasses and poker faces and then you basically bluff and huff and see what other player is working and doing and then react that way uh, rather than predicting what other people have you know just watch what you have in your hands and then follow your rules and your rules will make you safe and help you to make you whole so this is the end of my podcast for this week and i speak to you sometime next week thanks for now and see you next week bye